I, I, yeah, I'd like to hear someone smarter explain it. Is yeah, quantum physics discoveries recently have basically disproven local realism, which essentially means like a lot whatever of big words, bro. Whatever you're looking at <laughs> on a quant on the quantum level, like whatever you're looking at, like everything the universe is made out of is like particles and shit. Whatever you're looking at right in front of you, if you look away, it basically doesn't exist. Mm. They've proven that through experiments. Hey, Kurt, turn around. I'm going to smack you in the back of the head. Tell me if, uh, <laughs> yeah, tell me if that exists. <laughs> bitch. My lover's got humor. Mm. She's the giggle at a funeral. Knows everybody's disapproval. I should have worshipped her sooner. If the heavens ever did speak, she's the last true mouthpiece. Every Sunday's getting more bleak. Fresh poison each week. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Don't Rush Dinner. It's been a little while. Quite a bit. Carson's not here with us tonight, unfortunately, but you've got Kurt, Connor, Kyle, and myself. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. How'd uh, everyone's holiday go? Pretty good. I'm. At, you know what? Before we get to the holidays, I'm a little offended. Uh-huh. The one episode I wasn't in, y'all <laughs> yeah. got 30 fucking minutes in before you're like, by the way, Connor's not here. Didn't even notice. But right off the right rip, off the top. Carson's not here. You're going to immediately <laughs> notice the difference in this quality of episode. Yeah. But. Well, the truth is we like him more than you. That makes sense. No. Uh, we learned our lesson. Yeah, you fair. Know, we, we can't forget to mention that to people. That's the right answer. We should yeah. have run a test. We shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. See, See if notices. anyone notices. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, Carson's a much... Uh, bigger personality yeah, he adds so much more to the yeah. show <laughs> better looking too. Physically way larger. better looking you can hear how good looking he is and how much better looking he is through his voice alone absolutely yeah for and, sure and so when that's gone people notice and people care which is the most yeah. important part. i think this will probably be the most unlistened to episode <laughs> probably yeah. Merry Christmas. put it right in the I mean, title it's much because awaited. yeah People should know what they're There'll getting into. There'll be a into. steep, steep drop off at like 30 seconds when you said Carson's not here. Everyone just immediately <laughs> escapes. From I don't the know, guys. The fans have been for clamoring Connor? for another one. A New Year's resolution to be better. <laughs> uh, no, no, not even better. Be Carson. That's what I gotta Carson. do. I just have to be Carson. All right. Impossible. Anyways, holidays were good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What'd you do? Um, I went over my girlfriend's house, mm-hmm. um, was with her family. There was a bunch of people there, so that was really fun. There was a lot of food, uh, drinks. I brought this um, Tres Leches. Oh, Dulce dude. de Leche, Cuatro Leches. Oh, actually. there's four milks. I didn't know yeah. that you baked. I he don't. bought it from uh, Publix. I bought it from Publix, yeah. It was really good, though. Everyone loved it, so I was happy about that. Also, Martinelli's apple cider, mm. sparkling apple cider. Banging. Have you guys ever had I that? have had Martinelli's, no. yes. Dude. Well, they they have it at um, to, Bagels and More, dude. Of course they do, yeah. To all of my fellow Shout out to the five-year-old f- apple juice drinkers. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt actually has a sippy cup with his name on it. You guys need to try Martinelli's sparkling apple cider. It comes in that little like uh, circle, right? That little like sphere No, it comes in a big like glass bottle that looks like a champagne bottle. So actually. I've seen it in a sphere. <laughs> oh, a uh, 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 a sphere. <laughs> are they sponsoring you? Are they making you say this? No. Okay. Then so why are you holding it? the logo out to to like a camera that's not here? <laughs> no. <laughs> Kurt, how was it with the family? Is your first holiday with the girlfriend's family? It was really good. Yeah. It was really fun. Yeah. How did it Everyone compare to like your normal holiday with your family? I usually just we just do like dinner or something. 
So it was fun to just have like a ton of people together. Do you guys normally like, because obviously you're Jewish, you guys do Hanukkah, right? I'm Jewish. Well, why is oh. that obvious? <laughs> you're Jewish and that's I, obvious. I thought that was... You look I, like a Jew. No, I, I thought that was like, you know, put in... I thought the facts were given on previous episodes. Okay. We had multiple Jews here. Too. I'm okay. half Jewish. Gotcha. Uh, what I was going to ask you was, do you guys normally like order food? For, like, or No, we don't do you anything traditional. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. No, we just go out to eat. I know a lot of people like ordering Chinese oh, is like a big thing for some families on like Christmas or mm -hmm. certain holidays. Yeah. I have heard that. Yeah. Actually. It's what's open, you know? I guess. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's, That's why. true. Like, oh, shit. What can we get? Chinese. Chinese. Yeah. yeah. True. We, we've never done that. We usually do like a traditional either Italian or we make a big ham. This year we had a ham. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got some leftovers if anybody wants. Yeah. Some I had ham. Uh, not ham, but like pork, like pulled pork. That's not ham at all. Yuka. <laughs> well, it's still pig. Like that's true. Still pigs. Still, like both of them are bad. Don't Jewish you people guys, normally not eat pork? I'm not traditional. <laughs> yeah, he, he's not. <coughs> but yeah, you're right. You're right. Pork is there. not a uh, Jewish thing. It's unclean. Yeah. It's yeah. Not, it's not kosher. Yeah. Yeah. But, but holidays tasty. are really fun. Yeah. And it was really fun to go. I, I didn't have any pork. I uh, my fiance's family made corned beef and cabbage, mm. which was oh, very. Yeah, I love yeah. cabbage. It makes yeah. me fart something crazy, but I do really? like cabbage. Corned oh, yeah. beef and cabbage. Don't do it on a plane. Cabbage is, <laughs> or do it on a plane to get yelled at. Uh, no, I a cabbage is delicious. Corned would... beef hash, mm -hmm. fire. Your family made this? No, her family made. This. Okay. Well, wow. Almost my family. Soon to be your family. Soon to be my family. Oh, very yeah, soon to be your family. Yeah, yeah. Yes, is that very exciting? soon. 2024, baby. Things to look uh, is it ah. exciting? <laughs> no, because it, it feels like it's already, like, it feels like a formality see, to me. We've already grown together. Yeah, I love all of them. So it, it's purely it's a ceremony. It's just like a, the ceremony. You think yeah. they're excited? Yes. So. Okay. We all hope so. I do. Good. <laughs> well, I mean, getting, yeah. <laughs> getting me on your team is a big big deal who's coming up is it is, it, is, is her family coming Sociopath, up or is your family coming yeah. up Michael? um what do you mean you know exactly what i mean yeah who's marrying uh, no, you know let's who's move getting, on. Who's let's getting move a better on. family let's move on. it's not important it's not important they've got the corned beef and it was great so. and the yeah. cabbage come on and the cabbage don't sleep true. on that cabbage. so uh, i i will say my soon-to-be sister-in-law's boyfriend's family was also there whoa and they had a very fun game where they put a bunch of money and scratch-offs in the middle of a table. Ooh. You then and, and then you've got like a pan there and a spatula. You put a blindfold on. <laughs> you go one by one. You put a blindfold on and see how much of it you can get into the pan. And whatever you get in the pan is yours. So uh, at the end, everyone's scratching off their scratch-offs, counting up their money, and... Uh, Caitlin's brother, my soon-to-be brother-in-law, starts screaming, I won $100,000. I won $100,000. Oh, no. And they threw a fake in there. No, 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 no. So we're like, all right, he's not reading this right. <laughs> so Caitlin runs over, and she's like, no, he did. He won. And I'm like, all right, she's not reading this right. <laughs> so then I run over there, and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> he won $100,000. So he's like, look, I'm going to give you guys some money for the wedding. I'm going to do this, that. Oh, that's nice. And then her, uh, you know, sister's boyfriend's father starts laughing. 
Oh no! Fake. He put oh, a fake in there. Okay. Saw right through that story. So was. We we did that actually. Um, Two years ago, it was my mom's boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. It was her first boyfriend in a, in a long time. And he happened to be at Christmas that year. And we always do like a gift exchange. And somebody always puts, you know, like a $50 scratch off or something mm-hmm, in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's highly coveted. Everybody wants the scratch off for whatever reason. I don't want the scratch off. And uh, they put a fake in there. And he, yep, same thing. Super excited. Everybody's double checking it. Who got it? it. Huh? Who got it? Her boyfriend. His, oh, he got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. His first Christmas, like with with the whole family and everything, oh, he man, gets no. it. He's loving it, and then you know people start kind of like giggling. They're like, oh, <laughs> oh, <man>. oh no. <laughs> to be honest, I think it was my sister who who put that that gift like into the exchange. Oh man, jeez. Yeah, like so, people's true colors will come out when they win that kind of money. Yeah, right? like, it's like your your soon to be brother in law is like, you guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna help you out their wedding. Like it's gonna be all this thing. Imagine if Kyle's brother in law now, right? Yeah. No. Well. What? No. 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 He's, no. They Mom's broke up. They broke up. Okay. So they broke up. So it could have been the scenario where he wins all this money. He's like, you know what? We're fucking done. Fuck this family yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always imagine I'm a millionaire. That like yeah. that could go so wrong. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's just never worth it. Was he? Was he a good sport about it? Or was he crushed? Uh, in the end, he was, but he was definitely like kind of upset about it. Uh, yeah, that's wow. Talk about pulling out the rug from someone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, her her Life brother changing money to just nothing, literally still nothing. Just yeah. what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her brother was disappointed, but he was a really good sport about it. He took it well. Yeah, you know, that is a cruel joke because, like, if it's a really substantial amount of money, like they go from feeling totally content in their life, and then oh my god, my life has changed. Yeah. I'm, I'm like everything's yeah. easier from here on out, and then. Oh, it's a joke. It's fake. And then they have to realize my life sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, back to reality. Yeah, like not even back to reality. It's worse than before. Cause you're like, <laughs> now, now you've had to look your actual reality. Yeah. A moment ago, you were looking down on the version of, of you before you had this million dollar check <laughs> and then, Oh, it's a fake. Oh yeah. I think at a certain point it's cruel. Like when mm. the dollar amount gets to a certain level, it becomes cruel. Yeah. I feel like I would immediately go to the people around me and be like, is this real? Like I would ask people for confirmation first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you think it wasn't though? If I'm just scratching them off, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd be like, "What?" And then I'd like show people just out of like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you guys so well, that I mean, that's kind of what he did. He showed his his mom, and mm-hmm. she was like, "Oh my oh. god, you got it!" And and then you know everyone else is questioning like, "This can't they can't be reading this right?" Yeah. Caitlin checks it. I check it. And so he did that, and he got. Three confirmations that yes, you <laughs> did win. Oh, so man. he's running around like, oh my God. And then, you know, funny guy over here is chuckling. And <laughs> okay. Fucking yeah. funny guy. Over the there. That would have been just like him then. Yeah, well, the yeah. way to play for sure is one person knows it's a fake, everyone else doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, how yeah. it was. You can't let anybody else in on the joke if that's the joke you're trying to play. Then he tells, so uh, her. Sister's boyfriend's father tells sister, and instead of sister telling her brother immediately, she just pulls out her phone and starts recording. Oh, <laughs> wow! So for so anybody, yeah, she who's let it go it, on even longer. For anybody who's put in that situation in the future, if you look on the back of those fake cards, like the address that you have to send it in or drive to, it usually says something stupid like "Oh, Santa Claus mm-hmm. Lane" or something like that. Ooh, it's a looking well, at immediate. Also, you okay. know, this one Noted. on the front of it, like we noticed after, on the mm-hmm. front of it, it didn't even say like. Florida, like lottery. the state lotto. Yeah, yeah. It it didn't have any of that. It yeah. just was like a you know a fake game a scratch off. So yeah. it's a complete gag. All right. So the great <laughs> holiday traditions, right? Just fuck some of your family members yeah, just up. Fuck and, them over. Yeah. 
So what are we going to talk about today? On the menu, Law of Attraction, influencers doing weird things, and how social media affects mental health. We've got some Gen Z slang for you, and then for dessert, we'll all go to church with Hozier. So, Connor, you were telling us a little bit about the law of attraction. This is something you're interested in. I, I don't think it's most of us are familiar with it. It sounds this, like though. it should be self-explanatory, but I don't actually know what it is. Yeah, well, actually, the I think a better way to go about this is, have you guys even ever heard of that? Yes, definitely. What do you think it is? Well, it, w usually when you hear the law of attraction, you it's synonymous with like opposites attract, Yeah. right? Uh, no, not at no, all. Not yeah, that's at all. Not, not what this close. is. The law of attraction in a nutshell... Uh, and I'm going to really dumb it down. And I think even the law of attraction community doesn't necessarily agree on exactly how it all works. There's a law of attraction community? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's, it's a Reddit page. Are you talking uh, about, yeah, it's a subreddit. <laughs> the idea is that you can manifest your reality, mm. right? There's a certain level of truth to that. For example, if a person works really hard towards a goal, the chances of them achieving that goal are a lot higher than the person who wants something and does nothing for it. Mm-hmm. But the law of attraction in principle is if you can focus your mind and visualize your desires in life, you can manifest them through essentially like calibrating your personal vibrations with that of the universe. So you can vibrate and manifest your reality. That is I've the idea. I've somebody talk about that recently, actually. Yeah. That I, I, I think is bullshit. A hundred percent. But it's interesting because... You alluded to this earlier, but I think manifestation may be bullshit, but that doesn't mean that this mindset doesn't work. Right. Because if you're positive, mm -hmm. you know, people who are positive attract other people. People like yeah, people, people like who are that. positive. Mm -hmm. People want to help people who are positive. Mm -hmm. People who are showing a good work ethic and happy to be there at, you know, work or something. Yeah. They will attract Great mentors and all the rest. So I, but I, I guess the question is, why does it work like that? Well, I think that's what I'm trying to get at. Human is, psychology for the positivity thing. Like if someone is not thinking positively, uh, let's say you work at some company and you're an executive there and you've got you know five people. Let's just keep it simple. Five people working there. Small company. Four of them. Yeah, big executive. Yeah, yeah. Five big big in the future. Just keeping it norm. simple. But if you got five people there, four of them come in, you know, they do their job and they leave. They don't do anything extra. They look like they're not too happy to be there. The, the last one, now this fella, okay, <laughs> he comes in early. Mm -hmm. He asks everyone if they need something, if they need help. He goes out of his way to uh, make sure that, you know, the... There's more print paper in the printer. Anybody need a cup of coffee? I brewed a pot. He's thinking ahead. You know what? Maybe we can do this a little bit differently. He's not getting paid extra for any of this, but he's showing initiative. And the executive says to himself, that's someone, okay, who's going to be spunk. an asset to this company. Let me help him out. Let me take him to lunch. Let me talk to him, see what his goals are. Let me tell him, you know, my path here and introduce him to other people. And then, so it's the what I think what Connor's saying, what the law of attraction is saying, is it's the thoughts that dictate all of that. Yeah, maybe I can help. Uh, because what it essentially is is like whatever thoughts you have create some sort of like emotional state. So like if right. you view something as good or bad, that's going to cause 
some emotion to arise. Well, that's that's and a then, fact. And that's then, the fact. Emo- but the emotions cause you to perform like certain behaviors mm-hmm. throughout the day. Yeah, yeah, sure. I think mm-hmm. that's right. That's the other part of it. Yeah, it's, and then once you're so the behaviors that you promote to the world, that's essentially your personality mm-hmm. over a long period of time. Yeah. So well, whatever behaviors that you know you're uh, exuding to the rest of the world. Um, that's, that's kind of how your reality is going to quote unquote manifest. Yeah. But it all starts with the thoughts. Yeah. Law of Mm -hmm. attraction Mm -hmm. is a lot more in line with, uh, I would say spirituality. Like there's a lot of faith that goes into the law, the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. Uh, some really famous law of attractors would be like, um, Hulk Hogan (laughs) is a massive law of attraction guy. He's, he's really into it. He, he credits all of his success and happiness in life to adopting the law of attraction and th- some practices that these people will will do, for example, will be they'll create vision boards. So mm-hmm. if they have, can you explain this as Hulk Hogan? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, brother, listen up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he. Well, not just him, but what they would do is they'll create vision boards for what they want, right? And it's funny how, to me, these people who identify with the law of attraction and, and really believe that it works always are more like your spiritual woo-woo type of like these are chicks and guys that'll like have crystals in their bedroom and mm. they'll like meditate with <laughs> crystals lands. in their hands. Yeah. Not always. Not always, but yeah. I'm definitely um, like using them as an example because they're easy to point at, right? And say, like, this is a person who is definitely practicing the law of attraction and definitely has more of a spiritual view about it. And I do believe that mm. the law of attraction is a scam. That's my personal feelings about it. But like, it's funny to me how everyone who does the law of attraction is typically trying to pursue some level of like wealth. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know or what I mean? You, or if fame. If you believe that that all of the stuff that I describe starts with your thoughts, and that's essentially what the law of attraction is. So, like, if you take one of those four people that Michael mentioned as just coasting, and you change their thoughts to the fifth guy who comes in and has a completely different personality. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what they're trying to teach people through the law of attraction. Mm. It sounds like a big part of it, too, would be knowing what you want or having a, a goal, per se. Yeah. If you don't have a goal, you don't know what you're working towards, then how can you, like, change your um, your mentality or your, your day-to-day, like, you know, your actions mm-hmm. to meet that goal if you don't even know what you're going for, really? Right. Well, I can use an example for some of the people I knew who were very into this in college. Uh, there was a group of, of, of friends of mine. Were they making vision boards and things? They like had that? vision boards. They, I they, that was they, a practiced, they actively thing. practiced like mindful meditation, which I think is a very good practice. Like, there are lots of good practices mm-hmm. in like that are used, I think in law of attraction to kind of sell the idea to people, right? Like yeah. things like meditation are good for you. Things like journaling are good for you. Uh, vision boards can be helpful if you're trying to pursue a goal. It's like a constant reminder of this thing that you're looking to I go for. I guess if for. you're trying to like organize your thoughts or something, I I get that. Yeah, but there, there as are, a matter of manifestation or vision boards, that's why I, I, I have that. That's why I have my problem with the spirituality piece of it, as if the universe is cultivating this reality for you, right? Uh, like the whole, I think the the three uh, principles of it are. Uh, oh shoot. What is it? 
Hmm. Seems like you should have known that. Pillar. I should have. Yeah, I should have. No. Sorry. It's a, it's attracting, creating, and allowing are the three prin principles of law of attraction. It's the idea that you can just sit down and think about a reality that you would rather have, and it will just come to you if you allow it to. Right. If you think about it enough and you like cultivate it in your life from a from a purely like mental state, you can align your vibrations with that of the universe, and then it will guide you to said goal. So you can think about it like that, which is the woo-woo way of explaining it. Yeah, it's that a is makes it, Which makes it seem like But bullshit. that is what but it is. I'm not saying that there aren't good principles and practices no, but, oh, within yeah. the law of attraction. The, the reality of like what it's doing is, let's say someone wakes up every single day. and So 90-something percent of our daily thoughts are unconscious thoughts. Mm -hmm. It's like, what so am I like, going to eat? It, no, it's basically like <laughs> it's Kyle's basically a, a large percentage of the thoughts that you have today were the same thoughts that you had yesterday mm. and the day before. And you just keep repeating like this. Same yeah, you don't even recognize. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's like 90 something percent of your thoughts. So what this is like teaching you to do essentially is change that wiring that's in your brain. Yeah. Mindful meditation will help you with that same goal. Yeah. So that's, but like the woo woo way of explaining it is like align your vibrations and shit with mm. them. Let me give you an example. If you're in a really toxic, terrible relation relationship, right? Do you take responsibility for that and say, I've performed X, Y, Z things in my life. I've made X, Y, Z decisions in my life that have led me to this place. And now I'm suffering because of those things. Or do you say I'm attracting this thing into my life and I need to just completely abandon it and try and focus on a new goal. And I'll just let the universe do the work for me. Because that is generally the mindset of a person who's practicing the law of attraction. Is that they're going to want to allow the universe to essentially guide them towards their goal. Because that's just the way it works. Well, so I long as you're focusing on your vibrational energy. What I think which is, is, crazy is those are the people who are just doing it wrong. Those are the people who think... They're going to think of like a hundred thousand dollar check. I think you think that they're doing it wrong, but I think that the majority of the people in that community would say that it could be, yeah. that is the, like what they're doing and their mindset and approach to the law of attraction. That is it. It's more of a spiritual faith-based sort of woo practice than what you're saying. I think what you're saying is more of like an applied growth mindset where you're focusing inward, thinking about what your thoughts normally are, then actively trying to work towards a goal and work towards positive thinking to help you accomplish said goal. But that is like completely separate than the law of attract attraction practitioners who really are, are more like, okay, I've got this vibration that manifests in the universe. And if I can align my vibrations, the universe <laughs> will help me get to my goal Whoever because is automatically is bullshitting right that's my point <laughs> right but that's that's so, you almost consider it a religion people are not point? changing a single thing in their yeah. life 100 like they, sure. they don't put their faith in god they put their faith in the universe yeah <laughs> and, and that I, good things come to good people and that is true <laughs> good things do happen to good people but good bad terrible fucking things happen to good people and amazing wonderful things happen to the worst people as well so yeah. if you like, like let's say one of these people they want to manifest like a hundred thousand dollars, so they just think of it every morning. <laughs> yeah, they, they, wake they up, create a vision. Like, they create a vision board of the type of life that they would have uh -huh. if they had a million dollars. They would write in their journal in present day statements saying, 
I'm so thankful that I have a million dollars. Life is so easy now that I have a million dollars. Like that kind of writing, <laughs> right? Then they would go and they'd sit down okay. and meditate and they would meditate on the fact that life is wonderful because they're a millionaire. Uh-huh. Right? And then, you know, one guy actually did that, made a million bucks and said, I could sell the shit out of this. That's mm-hmm. how that kind of, in my opinion, that's how that well, I think, took place. Like, I think that is genuinely what works, but a lot of people don't genuinely believe in what, they're thinking of what do you mean by that that that's what genuinely works like you said you're saying like they're just trying it but they're not committed to it basically you need to like if you want to completely change your life like you want to change your reality you have to change your personality Mm -hmm. so you have to be that fifth guy in the office who's like doing the extra stuff and going above and beyond yeah change your habits you have to change your personality yeah so like but to change your personality you have to change the emotions and the thoughts that you're having every single day. Basically, if you believe that 90% of your thoughts are subconscious, that means there's a program going on in your brain that is conducting your life essentially. And if you change those, if you change the hard wiring in your brain, you're essentially changing, excuse me, the program that's Mm -hmm. going on in your brain. So you can change your subconscious thoughts to promote whatever it is you're going after and become that fifth guy at the company. Okay, but you are not mistaking, like I think a lot of these people are, the the true cause of any of the good things Those that are to come. Those people are literally insane. Okay. <laughs> because I, I do think I do think it's true that people who think positively, positive thoughts make people feel better. Uh, when they feel better, they're approaching their yep. family, their friends, their mm-hmm. yeah. uh, their work. With that same positive attitude, so right? I think, I think what I'm trying to say is like what genuinely works is not just thinking about like the things you want to get materially, mm. but the the person you have to be to be able to get those things that you want. Love I mean, there was that show that came out or that movie or whatever called The Secret. Yeah, that's uh, a while ago. Yeah, The Secret that is what like I think birth. Hulk Hogan was all about. That was like the birth of like the mainstream law of attraction. Never heard of that. That sounds kind of familiar. Were there like big actors in it? Yeah, let's no. see. This guy is demonstrating the law of attraction by smacking on the side of a uh, little sound thing that's vibrating at uh, 550 hertz. And he's going to smack it next to the one that's a 440 hertz uh, thing and nothing's happening. Now he's got a 440 hertz tool and he's smacking it against that tool and the ping pong ball that's hovering next to the mm. 440 hertz uh tool is now vibrating that's how people are trying to that justify they're saying no. like the, the right to, vibration yeah, right they're trying to justify the how the vibrations in your life affect like physical reality affect that's, physical reality but, which is like I mean, again cool. you're using science, science to justify some woo crazy fucking thing yeah, that, all, that has everything to do with the material the ball is made of and nothing to do with imagining <laughs> something and then it appearing before you yeah mm. it's it's clearly a fucking scam. And like, mm. I get it, right? It's easy to kind of sell this. Easy kind to of promote. Ca- yeah, easy to promote. It's easy to sell that kind of dream, especially yeah. to people who don't have a lot going mm. on in their life. But I think it would be a lot more productive to talk about actual tools that you can use to improve, like you said, your mindset mm-hmm. in life so yeah. that you can yeah. actually accomplish the goals that you're, you're striving for. Yeah. But what you really want to do is sit on the couch for 30 minutes a day. Oh, yeah. Meditate. And put together a nice little picture board project that you can hang on your wall and look at and remind yourself, that's my goal right there. 
yeah. right there. If I just think about it long enough, it'll happen. Like that's not that's not how fucking reality works. I'm mm. sorry, you know. Yeah. yeah. And but and the thing is that people are so selfish that are are part of the law of attraction. Like they, everything that they want has nothing to do with anybody else. Right. Yeah. I think like a lot of the success that people have in their life has a lot to do with who they surround themselves with. And if you're just surrounding mm. yourself with a bunch of people who are thinking and acting the same way you are, because that's quite literally how the law of attraction works, right? <laughs> yeah. Then you're not going to accomplish a fucking thing, except for maybe like being able to put your nose up at someone who doesn't have the same sort of spiritual prowess that you claim to have. Yeah. Isn't you know what that I mean? what Twitter is now? Yeah. <laughs> X. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. I, I didn't mean to rant on law of attraction. I know that like No, but you did. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, <laughs> but I actually I, I use the platform just to talk right. about talk shit about. Yeah, yeah. It. yeah. I think there's for sure like like a practical version of that where like visualizing, you know, this goal that you have and actually thinking through the steps it would take to get to that goal, like actual practical steps, things you can do to get there. Mhm. I, and then trying to align yourself with that every day and, and act in a way that would get you to that goal. I think that's a practical version of it. Yeah. Whereas no, just assuming that you're going to be able to, you know, be positive and whatever and, and align your vibrations, as you say, with the, the universe. Yeah, obviously, that's a little right. Hocus pocus. I, I just feel like all of these things that we're talking about are just good practices. Yeah. That's Generally, I mean, they practical. have nothing to do with the law of attraction. That is just some woo-woo bu- bullshit <laughs> that's been, you know, slathered on top so that people could go on uh, Instagram and YouTube and sound like they're gurus. Right. All right. So all of everything they're selling you and the lessons they're giving you may be bullshit, but I'm sure you all have actually learn something in your life so far that has made a difference anything come to mind i mean any impactful lessons you've learned that you think others might benefit from yeah um my my father uh had some really good advice for me when i was a kid and i've held on to this for the longest time and it was at a time i think it was uh around me going to college it's right when you needed to hear it yeah, it was around the time that I was going to college. It was a weird time because you're like kind of going through your friends and you're thinking, okay, like life's about to change. We're all moving away. It's going to be different. And I had recently had a bit of like a weird falling out with one of my closest friends over something stupid. Um, yeah, it was Austin, actually. <laughs> and I'm sure he'll listen to this and be like, what? Uh, <laughs> no, but like we, we, we weren't as close as we were. He didn't we know were. there was a falling out? No, no, no he, he definitely did. Like we didn't hang out as much. And like my girlfriend was just a fucking nightmare. So um, we, she kind of drove a wedge between our friendship a little bit. And I was acting like an asshole. And it was a whole thing. But my dad told me, he's like, look, if you think about your friendships in life on a timeline, you're going to have some friends that are going to be with you from a very young age that you're going to be best friends with until like, let's say the fifth grade. And then you may never hear from them again. But the important draw from that is that the friendship didn't mean anything less because they weren't here for the long haul, right? Like you could have friends for, for 15 years and then something happens or maybe you just lose touch and you stop talking. And then a lot of people will sit and be like, damn, I can't believe like our friendship was a, a, a sham or hmm. damn, like I wasn't as close to that person as I thought. Hmm. That's all bullshit. Like you have them in your life and they play an important role in your life for the time that they're there. You can't measure that friendship based on the time that you have them. It's about the quality during the time in which you did. So I've kind of held on to that my whole my whole life ever since I heard it. And he's so right. 
Like I've got friends who will come in and then maybe they'll go away for a while, but then later they come back. Like Kurt and I didn't talk at all through most of my years away in college. In mm-hmm. high school, we didn't yeah, hang out nearly as much as we did when we were in middle school. school. Same thing I heard with uh, you and Carson. and You guys yeah. were like tight, tight. Yeah. Like high school. And, it, and Carson's really, really good at this. It's too. Kurt and Carson, not Kurt Connor and Carson. Carson. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Yeah, yeah Carson's like probably pro level with what friendships because yes it's like he keeps people really, really close. And <laughs> no, seriously, Carson's really good at, at the maintaining his friendship despite time lost. Right. Mm. And I think that's really, that's really the heart of it is you, you just got to focus on your friendships and not really take them for granted when they may be lost. A lot of times friendships come back around, you can circle back and pick it up where you left off, or maybe you build a whole new friendship with that person. But just because you may have a falling out, you lose touch or whatever it might be, doesn't mean that the time that you'd spent with them is any any less. Yeah. Yeah. Friendships is a weird one. I feel like um, there, there's been a lot like I'm terrible at keeping in touch with people. So there's been a lot of friends that I've had like over time, elementary, middle. We were like, you know, best friends at that time. And then years go by. And I, I could think of one particular example where uh one of my friends came or one of my old friends came into like work and I saw him and I was like, Oh dude, you know, we're chatting, but it's like, this is a different person now, you know, mm-hmm. like from adolescence to now, like adults, it, it's just, it's hard. You, basically you you'd have to make a new friendship with that same person because this is the, you know, you have the memories and stuff, but it's a, it's a different person. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I, Agree, or maybe I just don't completely understand. Okay. Because to me, if you lose touch with someone, that does discount the friendship for me, I think, because that means that you didn't, you weren't close enough and didn't care enough about that friendship to maintain it and to stay in touch. Because I have plenty of people who, we were friends and then they move away or whatever. And it wasn't a close enough relationship. I, neither of us uh, cared to maintain it. And so we lose touch, but I have other friends who we were very close. We remain close and we stay in touch. So I think the lesson is not to take value away from the friendship for the friendship that you had when you had it things change or Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. And now like, for example, with Austin, Mm -hmm. we had that little tiny spat of our friendship where things were kind of strange, but Austin is literally like a brother to me. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's today. And he's, he's always been that way, even though the time that we weren't together. Right. I don't, you know, I I don't even think of that time really other than just like, Oh, I, I just wasn't hanging out with Austin all that much. And like, things were a little bit strange, but, but, but like the friendship that we have is is still valued so highly. Even if I didn't talk to Austin ever again, mm-hmm. and we we discontinued our friendship indefinitely, I today would feel like he was one of my closest people at that time, and I would not trade the experience and friendship that I had with him for anything. Like the memories that I have, I cherish those. Right. And and I would even if today we hated each other, for example. All right, I feel like we're talking about something different then. Yeah. Because you, I think what you're saying is there there may be something that happens in a friendship that causes you to stop talking for a while or lose touch or grow even apart. if you just even if you just like 
have a like let's say you move away and this is your best friend you guys have full intentions to stay in touch and be cool forever and then that just doesn't happen All i right. still don't think it takes away any That's value where we disagree, then. yeah i don't think it takes away any value from yeah. the friendship so i think if something happens that causes the uh falling out distance falling out whatever then that doesn't take anything away from what you once had mm-hmm. but if it's just an out of sight, out of mind thing. To me, that does show that this relationship was not as important. You didn't get as much out of it. They didn't get as much out of it as you may have thought you did. Because if you did, you'd feel the missing piece and you would want to keep that in your life. You know what's really interesting about friendships is you might be feeling that way. But let's say there is another person that you're talking from experience about on the other end of that, who doesn't feel that way at all, right? Like they could just feel like, yeah, I had such a great time with Michael. And like for him or her, their relationship with you may not exist anymore, but it didn't mean that the friendship that you had wasn't important or impactful. But for you, it does. But you'll never ever have that like, coming yeah, yeah you know, coming like to a, moment like you'll never well, be able to address it's it it's not to say that the friendship meant nothing no it's but, just but to say it means that, that it's, it's not what you thought it was yeah I, 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 think, I don't know that i ever thought it was in any of these examples i don't think i ever thought i, I i'll put it this way the people i have not kept in touch with i'm not surprised by that mm-hmm. you know the friendship was what it was and then out of sight out of mind the people i have kept in touch with that's because i knew while we were still around each other all the time, this is someone I'll always stay in touch with. Yeah, I feel like part of your um, personality, though, is you you look at it and you say, is this friendship important to me to keep? And if not, you know, I'm just going to kind of let it go. If they reach out to me, then, OK, yeah, so they're closer. That, you know, they they want to remain friends. But you're very good at um, keeping in touch with people, keeping friendships that you um, find it important. Like when you went away to school for, you know, two, three years to law school or whatever, you called me like once a week, probably just cause you, you just to chat. Like you didn't even necessarily mm-hmm. have anything. You would he tell called me, me zero times. I later. called him zero times. Like I said, <laughs> terrible at keeping in touch with people. But for me, it, for me, it's different. It's like the, the friendships I have where if I don't see them for months and then we see each other and it's like, you know, no, no time passed. Those are like my closest friendships like with you even if we didn't talk for a while when you came home the first thing you would do or maybe not i would do but the first thing you would do is text like hey you know i'm i'm, I'm down you know i'm, I'm back home that's like, interesting what do you want to do right. you know that's it's just a different yeah, that's perspective how i feel about it too they're, they're <laughs> the same way as but mm-hmm. to yeah. me and i have those people too there are people who the friendship may take a pause nothing causes it other than physical distance distance, yeah and when you link up again you pick up where you left off but those are not as strong of friendships in my opinion as those that you do keep up with despite distance that's interesting but i I think also depending on the person uh like you might say it's easy for you to keep a lot of different friendships where like me specifically i i can't keep that many like close friendships friendships a lot of it is proximity and availability of you know we can get together all the time so it's easier for me to keep like a couple close friendships 
where like you know people like uh, I don't I don't necessarily want to name names, but but there's been there's been people that we know where uh, it's just like they're not around ever. So I'm not gonna put as much value in trying to keep that friendship. I'm gonna put more value in the people that are here, and I'm gonna hang out with those people, all, you know, all the time and strengthen that. Mm-hmm. It's I feel like it's just di- some people can can maintain more friendships. They have a sounds greater like, bandwidth. Well, mm-hmm. it sounds like it just happens naturally differently for both of you. <laughs> yeah, maybe like Michael keeps his relationships the way that he keeps his relationships and then Kyle keeps his relationships. Yeah, we the definitely way have that. a different approach. Well, he has, he has, he, I think, no he, I, think I would that. say he has way more friends than and, me. But, the, the but in terms of important close part, friends, yeah, the important part is the quality what? of relationships. Yes. If you're happy with your relationships, oh, for sure. Kyle and Michael is also happy with his relationships, then yeah, I'm good. And I am yeah. not. So, I don't have time to keep up with everyone, and and that forces a natural hierarchy, is what I'm saying. Because <laughs> like you, you have you have A friends, B friends, yeah, C friends. Be, be, yeah, the circles. Because <laughs> you have limited time, there are those who. You keep up with, despite distance, and they're they're the ones you have time for, and you keep up with them because you care to. You want them to still be part of your life. You want to know what's going on in their life, and they want to know what's going on in yours. You want their advice on something that's going on in your life. Maybe it's the difference. But other people, you don't. And it doesn't mean that the friendship means nothing. It just means it means less than the ones you keep up with. You know what I think it is? Michael actively uses his time. <laughs> yeah. This might sound bad and Kyle I does fucking it. waste my time all the time. That might be. Well, you know, another big aspect of that is just hitting me now is like I've said openly I don't like talking on the phone. So if you're not calling people, if you're not talking on the phone with people, or you know, I guess you could text, but if you're not actively calling people, how do you keep in touch? I mean, like playing games with people online, you know, like Xbox parties, like that's keeping in touch. That's hanging out with people. That's Whereas, actually hanging out though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Whereas you do like to call people. You do like to talk on the phone for a while. So mm. it is easier for you to keep up with people, check in with people, you know? I, I think that's true. That's, I feel like but, that's a huge part of it. So it's, it's, it's definitely not the same quality of communication to yeah. text, but you can still keep in touch with people by texting them. And I think you do that for one or two people who you care to. Mm-hmm. But I think if there's no communication, and I'm going to die on this hill. If there's no communication at all, that friendship, and, and this is the caveat, is nothing happened to cause this. But if there's no communication and nothing happened to cause it, that friendship does not mean as much as those friendships where you do still communicate. Yeah, so you guys maintain your relationships differently. Yeah. Like Michael maintains his by talking to friends no matter where they are. I feel like it's their t- good friend. And yeah. then Kyle Kyle maintains his relationships through hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Physically. Yeah. yeah or yeah. on Xbox. It's like that uh, that thing on like Tinder. It's like better in person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that. Is that new? I don't know. That could just be a personality <laughs> thing. Uh, well, it, it probably like, is. It's but, still yeah. it's still getting away from I think the ultimate draw from this lesson in my life and the lesson again is regardless of whether the friendship has ended or is on a standstill or what it may be yeah maybe it ended in a complete tragedy right 
it doesn't mean that the time that you spent with the person mm-hmm. is any less than that's yeah. that's the draw yeah it's I'm almost not, yeah almost like separate, how you want to yeah. measure your current friendships and compare them against the friend that maybe you're no longer speaking with because just distance drew you guys apart I'm, I'm not saying you can't make that comparison you definitely can and you can absolutely evaluate the friendship that you have with that person comparatively to the ones that you've continued to maintain <laughs> but the value is still there from the friendship that you had Mm-hmm. despite the fact that you're no longer yeah talking all right to so this is a bit of a stretch but it, it it's actually a good comparison if you if you dig down into it it's like trying to compare like mj and lebron all right you're gonna have to so, unpack that so they <laughs> they they played in different eras so how can you say one was better than another just like your childhood friendship how can you say that's better than you know a friendship you have now you see what uh, I'm kind of I think saying? with friendships, you can definitely mm, say that like, yeah, one was better than the other. That, I don't know. I had some great times. I also with think some you could probably friends. say who was sure. a better baller as well. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> That's a different podcast. I don't think this is actually the right group to even be talking about. <laughs> probably not. Um, Wait, I wanted to bring one more yeah. one more point to that. Does it change for you if it's family? Does what change? So my example would be. I grew up with my cousin like he was my brother. When they lived down here, I was over their house every weekend. We went on family vacations together. We, you know, just we were literally brothers. Um, He moves to Tennessee. I don't see him almost ever, like once every couple years. But like that's still my brother. You know, when I see him, nothing's changed. You know, we catch up, whatever, hang out. So does it change for you, do you think, if it's like a family member? I think it just puts them, it falls into the same circles. It puts them in a different circle. Mm -hmm. You have your family members who are part of your daily life. That doesn't mean literally daily. What that means is these are people who you regularly talk to, who are part of your, they know what's going on in your life and you know what's going on in theirs. It's not a catch up around the holidays type of family member. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you don't have this like, you know, closeness with your cousin who you only see around the holidays, right? I, it, but at the same time, that cousin is not a daily, you know, he's not not a daily part of your life. It's mm-hmm. just a different circle of family member, friend, whatever it is. I think about it the same way. Like I, I have cousins who I love, and we were very close when we were kids. They're not daily parts of my life. Mm-hmm. I think that the difference is if Michael felt the way you feel about your cousin, Michael would just keep up. Yeah, he Michael would, would make he a would phone just make call. more of an effort to but keep in touch. Yeah, yeah. You, that's not the way that you feel. You have to maintain the relationship, mm-hmm. and and uh, there's probably an unspoken understanding, or maybe you and your cousin have actually talked about this, but there's some mutual no. like agreement that's happening between the two of you, where it's like we don't need to keep up to maintain this relationship. And you guys are both comfortable and happy with the relationship that you have. Whereas yeah. Michael, if he was in your shoes, would just manage that relationship differently. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but it doesn't yeah. mean that you have a lesser relationship with him than say Michael would in the same position. It's mm-hmm. just the way that you guys maintain those relationships are, are very different. Yeah. I still think though, objectively, it's still not someone who's part of your daily life. Like you can't, it's just the action. It all speaks for itself. Right, you have people who you hang out with and who you I don't talk know. to. I would still consider him one of my closest friends. He is. He is. He's just not part of your daily life <laughs> and your daily life people. Yeah, he, but he wouldn't make it into your group A. You know, like would well, he be able to walk back into your life whenever he wants? Yes, of course. But okay. he would not be a group A. 
person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he would. Sorry, Group A's asked yeah, me okay. to hang now, out because okay. you gotta. Now you gotta, that yeah. doesn't mean. I, I see. I that see doesn't mean that a Group B person can't become a Group A person. Oh. You, you group them because you maintain them differently. No, they group themselves. You can't call. He actually has on a spreadsheet phone. where right. he divides so his, his time. Group, your Group A is. Hey, how are you doing? Let's catch up on the phone. Or even texting, you know, or texting whatever. Every Kyle's couple of weeks, a. let's. It's Kyle's about a high a bar. Is whoever can hang out with me, like tomorrow or the next day or in the next week or whatever. Like they're my group A, like well, consistently. Yeah, hanging out. I could agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just different. Different strokes for different folks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The thought of the uh, dog. <laughs> Kurt, do you have any lessons that oh, you've learned man. in your life? Probably so many, but none I can think about. That you honestly. think. Yeah. Don't, don't drink too much. That's okay. a good one. That one. <laughs> well, how about not taking things to excess? Did you learn that from your addiction to gaming? I feel like everything. No, I, I don't no, he know. Hasn't. I he's like on the he's on the Xbox. Everything I've mm-hmm. not, I mean, not like that much. Well, maybe he's not <laughs> taking it to excess. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you went from like crack back to cocaine now. <laughs> I guess no. The only stuff I've learned is just from like personal experience. I guess that's like that's what I was going to mistakes. That's okay, what I was going to say to Michael too. If you yeah. make a mistake, yeah, you learn something from it. What is it that you learned? That What's you a then... big mistake that you made? Yeah, in your don't. Life? Yeah, excess is a big one. Don't overindulge in, in stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, that's a, a big one. That's broad as hell. I guess gluttony? Yeah. Is that... But not... It's food. one of the seven deadly one, sins. One the sins. Yeah. <laughs> but is gluttony for food specifically? Uh, I don't no. think so. It's no. just overindulgence in Overindulgence, yeah, yeah. So Here, I, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll narrow this down for you, Kurt. Okay. We're going to talk specifically about your excessive use of video gaming, right? Uh-huh. Okay, so then what is it exactly that got you to the point where you're like, this is a problem. Mm. And why is that important for you to change? Because that is where the lesson is coming from. Okay. Mm. Just be more grateful for the stuff that's around you. That you didn't answer my question at all. Okay. Say it again. Sorry. It was like at, at a certain point, there was a point where you realized I need to stop playing video games. Right. Yeah. And there was a yeah. lot of reasons behind that. Okay. We don't have to dive into all that, but right. what is the takeaway for you, for you, right? Like, why is it important that you weren't spending all of that time playing the video games? Like, where is the lesson in, okay, why am I now no longer trying to do that type of thing or engage in that type of behavior? Like, there's a lesson there, you know, well, that you yeah, can pull d- from. Wait, I did answer your question. It's, it's be more grateful for the for reality around you instead of like trying to escape. You're saying that was like taking you out of reality. Mm. Yeah, 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 as an escape tool essentially. Okay. So, so just be more grateful for the stuff around you, the gotcha. people around you, life in general. Just live it mm. instead of avoiding things and stuff you have to do and okay it's a responsibilities. Solid lesson. Solid lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just face it head on. Be stoic. Yeah. Just listen to people's advice. Mm. I don't fucking listen so that, to anyone's advice. That's my I'm a stubborn piece of shit. That's actually that's actually my most impactful lesson. Yeah, you learn more by listening than talking. Yeah, you can learn well, from other people's mistakes, so you don't have to fucking do them. You know, I finally learned to start listening to people and taking people's advice. Yeah, a little more. It's yeah. tough, but, <laughs> but you're you're but, very hard headed. Yeah, hundred percent. Very stubborn. So. Yeah, that's difficult to listen to other people if you know if you're stubborn. Yeah, think you know better, for sure. <laughs> you, like you really need to 
like do your do your research or do your due diligence as they say online before you just like jump into something like i'm a little like impulsive and sometimes i need to kind of slow myself down and like think it through a little bit before i before i do something yeah like going you know? for a run after a day of drinking on the boat no i i, I think i would do that shit. again <laughs> that was the most impulsive <laughs> bloody great feet. story great story <laughs> it is a good story yeah you, you know what you should research before you do it huh. you being invited to dubai dubai so dubai is lit. <laughs> one of the things i wanted to talk to you guys about was sort of e-commerce and influencers i've heard they have no taxes in dubai but some things are more expensive. Dubai will lit, bro. <laughs> I got to get an offshore. I don't know. Look Dubai. that up. I, I, I don't okay. know if that's true or not. But <laughs> so do you guys know what the Dubai porta potty thing is? No. No, I have no idea. Not that specifically. But I have heard of uh, like influencers getting paid to go to Dubai to do very weird like sexual things over there. Yes. Uh-oh. So in porta potties, apparently. The Dubai, <laughs> I guess. The D- Dubai porta potty is a term that describes when young, usually of age, but young, beautiful Instagram models are paid a lot of money by very wealthy Arab men in Dubai. They got so much money. Princes. So much money. Princes, Arab princes. There is no legal age of consent in the United Arab Emirates. Emirates. Okay, but what I'm talking about... They're all of age. They're all of age. The examples that I've heard are of age women. Okay. But it is illegal to actually have any sort of sexual activity outside of marriage. They're very conservative, and that might be what's... They can marry nine-year-olds. Yeah. 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 No, no no one's disputing it's fucked up over there. I mean, (laughs) let let me get to the story, okay? (laughs) Get to the porta potty. Yeah, anyway, to the potty. Yeah. So, very beautiful... Of age, are paid by very wealthy Arab men to come to Dubai, and basically uh, they get shit on. They get shit. They get literally. They they lay on the floor. What's the number? They open their mouths. How much money are we talking? And these men, these big fat men, are they all fat? No, I assume so. <laughs> These big fat Are men shit in their mouths. <laughs> oh my in god! In their mouths. Oh. In their mouths, oh. and wow. then Gosh. they get paid more to swallow it. Oh, oh. To eat it. that's literally so dangerous. There's a so story. The Instagram models are the Dubai porta potty. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! Oh. Yeah. There's a how there's, much money? There's a story. How much would you do it for? Oh my god! Fuck you. I'm not doing <laughs> that ever. It's it's I'd how it much like money? There's a number. It's around. You think there's a number for that? It's 100%. around just to eat shit no one time. Human is what? shitting in my mouth. <laughs> the stories are. It's around. It depends on their level of. Instagram fame Depends or even on the size of their some tits. B-list celebrities. So it's like a power you thing. You have a number? Yeah. It's you a power a number, thing. Connor? It's a power thing. But it's around half a million. Yeah. Half a million? It's around Holy half a million shit. or For how more. Long? Half a million to it just depends. get pooted so, on? Well, no. not no, kind of money to eat just it. To They have to swallow for 500 They got oil. They got oil I, look, I don't know. I haven't seen like the invoices or anything here. <laughs> but the, what, what, the Dubai porta potty story comes uh, out of the original story that hit was this woman uh, was propositioned on Instagram to come over to Dubai. She uh, thinks this is weird, right? But she asks one of her influencer friends 
have you heard anything like this? And she says, yes, I've done it before. Why don't you come with me? So she goes with her and they, these women uh, are going all over the place, uh, shopping sprees. They're on beautiful boats. They're having a great time with these very wealthy, ugly, fat men. Princes. Princes. (laughs) And everything seems fine until the last night of the trip. They have a beautiful dinner. Everyone gets real fat and happy. And then everyone goes to bed. And at one or two in the morning, the women are all woken up and brought downstairs. All the furniture is gone. It's a big open space. (laughs) Probably like plastic on the ground. Nope, no plastic. There are buckets all over the the floor. Mm. And... The buckets are, and now there are women already there, you see, lined up behind these buckets. And there's one for our friend who decided to go over there. She lines up behind the bucket. She's very confused. She's not But then, she knows she's getting Very confused. And then the big fat men come over. Each of them sits in the buckets and shits in this bucket. Oh my gosh. The first guy shits in the bucket. He takes it and dumps it on the girl's head. (laughs) And then just so on down the line. And then the first girl starts to take this off of herself and put it in her mouth. She knows what she's supposed to do. She She has to eat it. Eat the poo-poo. Now, these are repeat repeat people. Oh, they've been there before. They've done this before. Now, one of the girls starts, burst out in tears, starts crying uh, asks to leave, and they let her leave. But she does not get paid. She gets no money. She gets all the things that she went shopping for, though. No. She gets nothing. She gets nothing. She actually leaves naked. She has to leave. Mm-hmm. No, she has clothes, but she has to leave. <laughs> They're the clothes she came with. So, uh... Pack our, your bags, you're off the yeah. show. You <laughs> <laughs> so, didn't eat my shit. <laughs> uh, our friend ends up doing it. She gets paid. Never goes back, but she tells the story about what happened to her, and that becomes known as the she, Dubai Yeah, she definitely party. didn't eat the poop. That's right. No, she says she did. She oh, says she, she did, she did it, the poop oh. and that's why she got paid. Can we see what she looks wow. like? Do there you have was, a name? I don't know. You'd have to look this up. It's like the first story that came out. Jesus. What is Man. what is the number for you guys the to money. eat the poop, though? I wouldn't. Sorry. I don't think there is. Really? I wouldn't. What's your number, though? I mean... it got to be a number. <sighs> I have to swallow their shit. Poop? I have to swallow their shit. Like, it's not just like having a bucket no, you of have their to poop swallow over the my shit. head. Ooh, because the numbers are different. Bucket of poop over the head. That's easy stuff here. Yeah, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I'm not doing any of that. I'm not eating any shit, and I'm not having any bucket of shit dumped over my head for any less than, man. What, like 1750 Like, <laughs> talk about tree fitty. Uh, <laughs> that goddamn tree fitty. <laughs> uh, probably... I could probably eat this shit for five million. I could live with myself. Oh, easily. How dude? much shit are you eating? For five easily. I guess a bucket. Wow. A bucket full of you shit. You're gonna sit the there whole... with a spoon and no, eat for five million. Do they have oh my like? God, I like here's the I thing. Like, do they have yeah, like? I need more details. There's a lot. There's a lot no, of like no more safety and health. Well, risks yeah, you involved. have all the risks with eating this guy's shit. Yeah, five million. I'd, I'd probably do that. You think okay. you can get that much? I don't think they. I think that much. I do. I think that five million for them is a drop in the hat. I don't know. It sounds like you have to be like maybe a re- getting five hundred grand. I think you have to be like a B-list celebrity 
to get five million. Yeah, because there's not, so many others willing to do well, it for less. Look, there's probably some closeted homo over there who really wants me to eat a shit and like we'll get off to it later. That guy you specifically. To pay top dollar. <laughs> yeah, no, any man. <laughs> no, no, but you, you have to are, pretend to be Ryan Gosling. That's if they looked the like Carson, here. they'd be like, "I'll pay anything." You know, <laughs> <laughs> eat my shit, please. <laughs> they're pro. They're probably so many. There are probably so many other men though who are willing to do it for less. If they're doing that. Just Yachting. for the record, it wouldn't take that much for me. <laughs> Give me like three years pay. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> three years pay? Yeah, dude. I don't got to do anything for three years. I just oh fucking shit. That's all. God. All I did was eat some shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Oh boy. All right. It's, it's quick, dude. Yeah, but you got to eat the poop. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> Kyle goes cookie monster on the shit. You know, you know, it's see you guys next week. All right. You know, it's usually not just the shit, though. You have to sleep with them, too. Oh, come on, dude. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You didn't say that. You, I mean, that's kind of a given. Wait a minute. You would take, you have that's a problem. what happens that's the take other night. At least five years pay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get away from this Dubai Porter Potty shit, but. Influencers generally, what are your thoughts on what the effect on society that they have? There's a whole mental health crisis these days. Every teenage girl is depressed and suicidal. I'm I think sure a lot of that of suicidal teenage boys. Okay, well. suicide teenage boys too. Don't want to take anything away from them, but a lot of it comes from this whole you know watching the these people have their ideal lives right on social media mm-hmm. and thinking you are somehow way behind or whatever it is, you know, you're seeing them drive around in a BMW and you've got, what do you drive Kyle? No, <laughs> I have a Nissan <laughs> <laughs> and you've got a Nissan Altima. No, no disrespect to Nissan Altimas. Uh, what, 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 what have Nissan's you Nissan's coming for us. Yes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. No. What, what have, what have you seen out there? The effects of influencers and peddling all the materialistic nonsense. I honestly, I'm going to take a little bit of a hard stance on this. I'm not trying to downplay the impact that social media has, especially on like developing minds. Right. But I do think there is a responsibility for every person to reflect on what they're consuming. And I think we're all in an age where we can understand the context at which this content is coming to us. Like all these people who are quote unquote influence influencers and Instagram famous or YouTube famous or whatever it may be, even the most like A-list celebrities who are doing big time movies, no one goes on film or on camera without a professional hairstyle without a professional makeup job without some sort of airbrushing Mm -hmm. and editing it's the best they can look and everyone should understand that context when they're looking at their fucking computer or their phone screen and they're on instagram and i get it on young minds like they see these things that i want to be beautiful you know i want to have six-pack abs like i want to look like a greek god as a male right like these things are all unrealistic unattainable goals and they are truthfully unattainable and unrealistic because it's a very small subset of people who actually achieve that without any sort of editing, without any sort of makeup. It's like, like you have to understand that when you're watching it and it will make you feel better when you watch these things, knowing that it's a fucking lie, you know, like they're the same people who are 
so perfect and have made it and have the life that you wish you had that are getting shitted on in Dubai. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like oh, oh, congrats, you made it. Go fly out to Dubai and eat fucking shit. Like, yeah. that's what you do? Like, that's what making it looks like? I mean, really, it's it's... You have to have that kind of forethought before you start consuming this content. And it's it's important for parents to educate their children on this. And it's important for kids to have the emotional tool set before they go online and get access to all this stuff that's mm-hmm. literally polluting their fucking heads. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's terrible. Well, to that, do you think there should be, a, like, an age restriction on, on you no, know, Instagram? and? No, not necessarily. I mean, I think it, it kind of comes down to, like, Parenting. family units right mm-hmm. like how are you going to structure your family and, and yes they're going to have access to things when they're not in the home but you know then maybe our education needs to have like courses on how to have a healthy relationship with your phone i don't think that I, it sounds crazy to have to say it but that's the reality i think even my parents could probably take a lesson and learn how to detach from technology a little bit mm-hmm. right yeah, it's, it's not, not exclusive good to, have, yeah. to like the youth or, right, or like yeah. our age group. Yeah, 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 of course not. Of course not. It, it's it's crazy. Like, it's well, funny because women, like, I'll use this as an example, which is way more relatable, I think, for people our age. Our girlfriends and our wives and people in our lives, right? How many times have you ever heard, oh, don't post that? That's not a good picture of me, right? Well, how, t- how many times do you guys love having pictures taken of you as men? Like, do you like when someone's wanting to take a picture? Are you kind of like oh, groaning on the inside? Never. Right. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, I'm I a decent it. looking person, but, but I never come through well in and photos. You know, and you know why? It's because you don't have a fucking face full of makeup, right? Because you don't have a look that's on and ready for what is going to be put up on a camera. No, I think or it's like because I have an awkward smile. No, whatever it is, whatever it is. Sure. The way you feel about yourself in a picture, like as men, most guys aren't like, oh, I love taking pictures. Like It's not a thing. But like women really like it when they have the right like pretext for that picture to be taken, right? They have to have the makeup looking right. right. They have to have the right angle. That they have the lighting has to be a certain way. We're like okay, all these things have to be perfect before well, they want to take a picture. And it's like, I okay. think they just want to put their best foot forward, though. Sure, but right? why, right? Well, because everyone's trying to impress everybody else. But that's what I'm talking but about. But everyone has the ability to think and say, I'm like that before even I take a picture. And I'm a quote unquote nobody who's not Instagram famous and not posting my stuff online. Right. This is just pictures that you're going to share with the family. Like, oh, I don't like that one. Delete it. Let's take mm-hmm. another. Yeah, right. It's true. like if you think that way about yourself in your regular life on pictures that will never see anything on the Internet. Mm-hmm. Why can't you also realize that someone who's doing that and posting it for the world? Why? Why can't you realize that? Well, maybe they're experiencing that same sort of anxiety and that same sort of feeling, but to the 10th degree. And so they're going to take really dramatic measures to make sure that they look absolutely fucking perfect. You know, like that should yeah, live in the paradigm. And, uh, and I don't think people I, I guess, get that. but I think it's because it's easier said than done, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you know that having, but we, what are you, 29 now, right? Yeah. So you've lived a number of years. Mm-hmm. You've, 29 seen, of you've seen how this sort of thing developed. You've observed how you know, your wife did it, your girlfriend did it, whatever. And you see what's going on around you. You've processed that and come to the conclusion everyone's a big old faker. But, you know, for the 13-year-old girl, 13-year-old boy, who you brought up a great point about how, look, these Hollywood models or actors and all them, they have teams of people who try to make them look the 
like superhuman. Yeah. And it was bad enough when that's all that this 13 year old boy or girl would be looking at everywhere on billboards or movies or TV shows. Mm -hmm. But now it's hyperdrive. It's not only the Hollywood models and actors. It's they go on their own phones and they're looking at their friends and their friends' families and, yeah. you know, people their age. They're driving around in, you know, BMW golf carts or whatever 13-year-olds drive around in. They've got, you know, fancy jewelry and uh, purses and whatever. And they feel bad about themselves that they don't have that in their own lives. So you've never felt that way when you were growing up as a young kid, say middle school. When you went in and there was like, you know, let's just say just to dumb it down, like the popular kid who maybe had a little bit more excess, right? Like maybe they came from a wealthier family. Maybe they did have some like at the time, like they looked, they were like the hottest kid in school or whatever. You never felt the same way, the same sort of angst towards them and about yourself in that setting. I think that like the online thing is no different. It's just magnified because well, that's what I'm saying, because it's more eyes on you. It's more attention, but it doesn't change the internal experience for somebody you know like if you're like if you're feeling envious or jealous or you're feeling um bad or you have a low self-esteem because you're comparing yourself to others how is that any different than way that we felt when we were going through school i think the point is they just at the time we could get away from it i i think it was it was that microcosm wasn't as that in your bubble face. in school yeah. But we could get away from it. And these days, I think it's pretty difficult to get away from it. It follows you home. It's the same, this is the same reason why you know, bullying is so much worse today. Yeah, I it's think. easier to say, go fucking kill yourself online I, I, than it is to someone's face. Well, not only that, but it's, you can say it to this person while they're at home now. Yeah, yeah. This person who you don't really know that well. Mm -hmm. You could have the entire school on the bandwagon yeah. online, mm -hmm. right? Whereas it might be limited to just a, a small number of people, uh, our your social circle or whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. Just just to play like kind of devil's advocate here. I mean, we're kind of just looking at the one side of it. Like these kids who look at these people, like, oh, I, I you know, I got to be like that. What about the other side of it, where these people are looking at these successful, wealthy people? They have nice cars, they have nice houses, and they're like, you know, I want to be successful. I want to do what it takes to be successful. Maybe this is board. actually driving. You what? know, a lot of the youth to try to get to that level, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the numbers are. I don't know that anybody's yeah. done a study, like how many suicides compared to success stories. But um, I, I feel like we got to look at, at both sides of it there. So like, you think it's not like it's going away. You think there might be a positive aspect to yeah. it that I, it, I think there definitely well, is. Well, there certainly are positive aspects, but mental health wise, in terms of making people feel less than feel behind and all the rest. You think that may actually be outweighed by the positives you know, of... I don't know about outweighed, but I think, you know, it, maybe it's not as lopsided as we we might think. Maybe. You know? By the way, I was a complete and total loser. But <laughs> no, I feel cool like generally it, cool guy. it is a negative thing because it, it sheds light on what sells generally in the U.S. So, like, it's it's super easy to make a brand off of shallow products. Like sex, fitness, like bodies, mm -hmm. isn't a bad thing, honestly. No, yeah, you see a dude with like <laughs> fucking six pack abs online, yeah, you're like, but if it's I just gotta like, start working out a little bit. Material things that don't really benefit someone's like personal <laughs> life, um, it's probably generally a bad thing. 
Because mm-hmm. um, that's what sells. Like, sex sells. Mm-hmm. You know? So the majority of influencers are going to be those, like, you know, get-rich-quick type of people. So if you're a good-looking person or you have a bunch of, like, material wealth and that nice BMW or a huge house or stuff like that, I think that stuff is probably marketed mark, uh, yeah, marketed a lot easier and a lot more and a lot of eyes are on that stuff. I think that's right. And I, I think back to what you were saying before about like people need to know going into using these things, what they're really seeing. I think that is part of what's happening now. People are more aware that, you know, a lot of these people are being given free things to promote uh, these people are yeah. using AI filters to make themselves look better, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. that what they're seeing may not be reality and maybe they don't have it so bad. Yeah, for sure. I, I feel like um, even people that I follow, like when you see them post like an like a, you know, a clearly sponsored ad for some brand or product, it's almost like you're turned off to that product. Like, I'm not buying that. This guy's fucking paid to, to use that. Like, he doesn't actually like it or whatever, you know. Gen Z is fucked. Gen Z is fucked. I don't understand a word they're saying. <laughs> I don't understand. Okay, I don't Anything understand a word they're saying. I hate these made-up words. You gotta go through the generations for me real quick. Like, what are we? Are we millennials? Yeah, yeah we're okay. So we're millennials. And our yeah. parents are right after us. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. Wait, wait, Gen Z's after so us. We're talking like Gen what, Z's like after fifteen us, yeah. to twenty-five Gen, year olds. Gen is Alpha I'm, is after. I'm the that. last year of millennials. The last of the millennials. The ninety-six. Okay, but what are these words Gen Z are using now? Have you guys what? heard of Pookie? No, no what is that? <laughs> no. Pookie would be like a name. It's like, like, okay, that's a pet name. Like, we would call our, our significant other babe. Right. They call him Pookie. 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 Okay. Okay. I don't like it. Pookie. Yeah, sure. You know what, like, out of pocket is? <laughs> I've heard. Okay, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Out of pocket. What I think <laughs> I don't of, mind of, that as one. out of pocket is. I won't, you're not going to be able to reach me for a while. Out of, no, dude. Nope. That's what out, okay, just That's hold off on the a minute. Grid, clearly. Okay, boomer. No, <laughs> yeah, boomer. that is what out of pocket means, okay? If you are in a business setting, you send an email to people letting them know you're going to be out of pocket for, <laughs> no. no, it's so true. I don't know, okay, then tell me what out of pocket to Gen means. Z, out this of pocket. is literally what out of pocket means. To Gen Z out of pocket, be like, if you go to a Walmart and this dude starts fucking creating havoc, and like trying to fight people in the out store, out this is out of pocket. Okay, that, that, that is not like, what that means. Yeah. Okay, so out of pocket they, is like crazy, like off the rails. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not what that like means. You're out of pocket. Yeah, right. like that's out to, of pocket. Uh, to only that generation. Yeah. Stay in your bag, Michael. Yeah. There's another one. Like everyone knows what. Uh, actually, Kyle, what was the one that you're? Uh, oh, he he said he he was like. Yeah, when I put these shades on, my Riz goes up times 10. <laughs> riz. He becomes the Riz. Oh, my like. God. Yeah. How old I is this guy? I hate the word Riz. The Wizard oh, of Oz. Got I hate like it, too. 20, The Wizard of Oz? Is that what you guys are talking about? Yeah, yeah. What about, what about beat your face? Haven't heard that Never one. Like the makeup? That. Yeah, bro. Like, how do you what? know that? Beat your face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got his finger on the that. poles, dog. You got any of them? You know any other uh, Gen Z slang? I can't think of them, but if you read them. Like, we got body count. You guys know what body count is. Yeah, yeah. Um, a clapback. That's <laughs> yeah. a bit older. I feel like, like. those are both old. Yeah. Like, what about bussin'? 
Bussin. Bussin. Like bussin? food, like yeah, food's like really good. Like no, I don't. It's, like, it's specifically bussin. about food. We say banging. What, what, what do you mean? What about food? If it's the food's bussin, good. it's food good. Bussin. Like, these right. chicken tendies are bussin. I, 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 bussin. I, 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 I feel like we used... I feel like we used dank. You know, like back... You know, I feel like all these things We say banging, you know. Let's see. I had another one. Say this shit's good. <laughs> okay, right. here's a weird one. Shit's you know what? Fire. You know what? The, the first one I started hearing that I didn't like was Yeet. And I know everyone loves it now, yeah. but I yeet. still don't like Take Yeet. Take it or leave it. Yeet. Yeah. Take it or leave it. What do you mean? Like when one? you launch them? Like yeet if someone yeet? says it got, you know, oh, that guy yeeted or whatever. I don't know. Where did he Oh, yeet? that guy got yeeted? <laughs> that guy got yeeted. Yeah, like some, uh, like yeah, someone like a, gets in an video? accident and flies through the windshield oh, and yeah, some fucking Gen Z yeet. kid yeah. comes along. This guy's dead. And some fucking Gen Z's like, oh, that guy got yeeted out of that car. <laughs> oh, it's so sad, dude. He got yeeted. <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> God, I might eat a tear from my eye, dude. I like that one. I was in uh, Texas. <laughs> I was in Texas for a wedding, and this guy kept on saying "sheesh" and like Sheesh. pointing at his like his uh like elbow. Oh, he's yeah. got like, uh, his elbow veins? space. Is that what he's doing? Yeah, just sheesh. And I was like, "What yeah. the fuck is that?" Man? It's like you know, like sheesh, like ice in the veins. Is like hey. no, I still don't understand That's like what you're talking Curtis, about. Steph Curry hits a three. He's got like, ice in the veins, dog. It's like praise, right? It's like oh, this is good. Sheesh. Like if I eat something, I'm like oh. I don't. I don't know. I would never use it in that scenario. I would never use it at all. But I haven't seen it used Wait, in that scenario. We got shook, which is you know, yeah, it's basic. There's a new way of text. So this is a text thing. I just found this. Um, it's a way. It's like text lingo. It's S K S K S K S K, and it's like LOL. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Or like OMG, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never even heard of that. Yeah, I've never that. even heard of that. Are they using that? Do you know what? Apparently. Do you know what bet means? Yeah, I uh, bet. Yeah, of course. What's I that bet. mean? I bet. Bet is like, no, like, uh, yeah, like you like, won't. Oh, okay. Bet is you won't. Bet. No, bet is like. No, okay. that's not what it bet means. Is okay. Yeah. Bet is okay. It's basically yeah. okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I feel like, like, like yeah, you want to go get some like uh, some zingers. Like, bet. Right, bet. Yeah. Okay. I feel like it was always. Yeah. So look, there's one you didn't know. No. I don't know a lot of these. I'm looking at a list. <laughs> yeah, bet means yes, okay. Yeah. All right, what about uh, this? I, I heard one the other cap. cap. No cap is yeah. no lie. Cap. Lying, yeah, like you're capping. I, I don't particularly like that one. At I don't all. Know how you guys it's a little cringy, but I kind of like it. So, so I heard one the other day. Mid. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Mid. Good. Mid. Are you yeah, all mid, about like, mid? That's meh. like yeah, it's just like, like meh. Five out of ten, man. Like, what okay. about standing on business? I've been hearing that one a lot, that? and I hate it. Really? Yeah, I'm standing Where? on business. Standing on business. Apparently, it's like a TikTok thing. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like you're serious, like you're standing on business. Yeah, pretty much. How about simp? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know that's a on lot this of them. list. <laughs> I feel like that's that's gonna be like a common term going forward. Yeah, yeah. He's a simp. There's also they've actually come up with some interesting words What's for at? for simp. like scenarios. Like they they use situationship. Mm-hmm. To describe a relationship that's not quite there yet, but like there's something going on. It's like yeah, if you're I've having like it's like you're like hooking up with someone, but it's not a thing yet. You're in a I, situation. I feel like that's not a new term. Really? Yeah, I, I, I heard have only funny. heard that in the lexicon in like the last two years. That's on the Gen mm. Z list of of terms they use. Situationship. Yeah, that's too big of a word for them. I feel like. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Can they get all those syllables out? <laughs> <laughs> then there's a ratio, what? which is like specific to Twitter and TikTok. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like when a reply, particularly on Twitter or TikTok, has a better reception and more likes than the original post. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah like really a good okay. Have you ever heard take several seats? No. no. That's if someone is getting is really getting on your nerves, you tell them to take several seats. That's on the no list. Way they're do you know that. what bop is? Bop? Yeah, that's a bop. Yeah, like a bop. It's like a good song, what? dude. Oh, that's yeah, a, that that's a Take several <laughs> seats? That's really funny, actually. Yeah, take several seats. Y'all heard okay. moot? No. I, I mean, like I know. A, like moot. a moot point? Moot. So it's short for like mutual followers. Never heard. I think wow, that kind of, that's an LA thing for sure. I feel like that, <laughs> feel like that ties back to some of yeah, the, we got the bullshit going on online. Like, that there's so fucked. much of like the lexicon that's changing for what we're doing online now. Yeah, yeah. You would catch these hands means. Catch these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they better get fucking got. You yeah. get a what? fight. Yeah, yeah. that's what we do in NHL. Catch these hands. Guys better catch these hands. That's right. <laughs> what about it's giving? Oh, yeah. I hate that. Oh, uh, that's not a good oh, one. I hate that's it. Not a good one. You, you said have that to me the other day that you yes. hated that. Yeah, like, I, I hate it's giving and you're vibes. drinking Starbucks like you're giving like white chick. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's or like gross. you're giving like LA gay yeah. guy. That's Wait, so you would like, say like it's or, giving, or you could just say it's giving in general, yeah, like can, it's giving, like no, no, no. Like that's you're terrible. Outfit, it's like giving something. That's terrible. It's not like a full phrase. Giving what? I like your outfit. It's giving. Like Ryan Gosling. Oh, so it's a giving. No, I think both. Like you could say, like, it, like you're giving fucking mm. like. The example no, on giving. here is it's giving yuck, which is that just not even a fucking sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it that is right now. There, it's giving yuck. And there's another one here. I oop. Do, what is that? I oop. What's that? <laughs> Try and figure it out. Try and use it in a sentence. I oop. I made a mistake. Yeah. Kind I of. I hmm. So it's used at the end of a sentence, and the example they give is like, "Did she just fall?" I oop. So it's like a way of expressing shock. <laughs> no okay. way. Wow. Or embarrassment for somebody. Oh, I, like, I oop. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's almost like a new sort <laughs> of <get> ick. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, ick. Well. Yeah, ick. That's another one, right? Ick is you know, another one. Yeah. Uh, you know something that really annoys me. You want to really grinds my gears. You know, what <laughs> really, really grinds my. Pull gears. out the list, Michael. <laughs> I don't like how proficient young people are at using their cell phone cameras. Oh, have you ever seen this? Like they, they, yeah, they jealous. <laughs> no, I just don't like that they're so good at using it that way. Like I can do it too, but I feel like I'm someone who grew up with technology. I actually know how it's working behind, you know, the user interface. Like they using. shouldn't be able to and do that. I don't okay, like that. Boomer. I don't yeah. like that they You're are so quick to be able to do, you know, adjust the. Exp- oh. I don't even like. You don't think they, they don't even know time. what they're doing, but they're adjusting the exposure as they're trying. And I don't like that. That they're able to do it. Sounds like an ick. For I, it them. Especially like, as quickly as I, I they do. I think it sounds like you don't like how easy it is to do it on these new devices. No, I don't like how easily they do it. You're like, I have the skill. I learned how to do that. And now yeah, anybody can ju- adjust the exposure? Well, there's definitely a part of that, too. <laughs> That's true. There's a part of that, too. Uh, I'll give you that. Anyone want any more wine? Uh, yeah. I'll take more wine. <laughs> All right. You guys ready for Hozier? Hozier. Yes. Dude, I'm excited about this. Who's your? All right, so let's get to dessert. Sound good? 
You're slurring your words a little bit, man. No, I'm not. How many glasses of wine have you had? I'm, I am not slurring my words. <laughs> I've had a glass and a half of wine. No He's way. clear-headed. Yeah. All right, is everybody ready for dessert? <laughs> yeah. That was pretty good. <laughs> I almost believed it. I know, but seriously, is everybody ready for yeah. dessert? Let's, do Let's it. hear yeah. it. So we've got Hoosier. Andrew Hosier Burn. Andrew Hosier Burn. We listened to Take Me to Church on the way into the podcast. And uh, Hosier is the man behind the hit, Take Me to Church. Everyone loves the song. It's got over 2.3 billion streams on Spotify. It peaked at number two on the Billboard chart. It's been certified multi-platinum. It was a hit. Definitely a hit. But... That was all the way back in 2013. I don't know if you if you, did you guys realize that, but yeah, 2013, a that's a long a time, over 10 years ago. But the Irish musician has continued to release great music, and uh, we want to enjoy some of that with you today. So a little bit of background about Hozier. I don't know if you guys know much about him. I didn't know all that much other than he's Irish, but he actually began writing songs when he was only 15 years old. He taught himself guitar, and he was so good that he got accepted to the Trinity College of Music in Dublin. But he was already getting interest, actually, uh, at the time he went to college. He was already getting interest from record labels, and so he would often skip his exams and go record demos. And apparently that paid off for him because uh, Take Me to Church was released. It was a hit, and he released his debut album shortly after that titled Hosier. Self-titled. So, self-titled Hosier. So let's dive in. Kyle, uh, what's the first song we're going to listen to from? Yeah, I think we're starting off with Sedated, I believe, right? Yeah, from, I don't know. We don't have the album. list. You have the list, right? Yeah, I got it. Sedated sounds Yeah, don't right. throw it to me. That guy's got the stuff. Oh, okay. So the first <laughs> song we're going to listen to off that first album there, the debut album, is Sedated. songs from that first album yeah i love this chorus yeah what do you like about this song Kyle? yeah i mean this whole album man i was saying to you guys earlier like i've saved every song on this album except for one song that we shall not name. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead and name it. Let the uh, no, yeah. audience know what to avoid. The, the, the one I don't like is called In a Week, but every other song on this album is so good. No cap? No cap. No, no cap. cap. Um, For real, on God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like 
so everybody's heard take me to church i mean it's it's a huge song but i feel like the difference between let's say us and the regular people is we hear that song and we go what else does this guy have you know mm-hmm. we dig into the other a lot of people haven't heard the other stuff from hosier like that's just one sound i mean the guy i mean this song sedated compare that to take me to church i mean it's it's totally different you know yeah, no, he's a great musician. There's a, a a lot of variety in his music, and I think that's something that we hope comes through in the selection of songs that we've chosen for you. So we want to play another song for you from uh, that first album. This next song is Run. Ooh. And Run, I, I think even Hozier fans, even a lot of Hozier fans, aren't that familiar with this song, it's Run. It's a deep cut. It's a deep cut, one of my favorites. Uh, let's play it. It's oh. uh, it's playing. Hold but, on, let's. But uh, Michael let's do that has, over. has had a couple glasses. Let's of wine. do that over. <laughs> All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite songs. <laughs> one of my favorite songs. <laughs> I'm not slurring. So one of my favorite songs. <laughs> I feel like now I'm doing it subconsciously. <laughs> why don't you introduce? Why don't you introduce this song, Kyle? Yeah, well, one of our favorite songs is. <laughs> don't just say what I said. <laughs> yeah. So another one from the from this album. <laughs> Are you slurring now? I think you're slurring now. We're gonna listen to Run. All right. this song i i think this is one that you really feel deeply from him it's a song that like i feel right in my stomach dare i say atmospheric not only atmospheric like it very, is like hypnotizing the, but it's, uh, yeah, it's hypnotizing yeah. it bam, is bam. it's a him. simple chord like melody yeah. but also yeah. his voice i mean he it, it, and the emotion that comes through in this song he's singing out screaming out pleading mm-hmm. with this person that he loves to run to him yeah a lot of the like subject matter from the whole first album it's like talking about a, a lover or you know like a, a love connection or so, just you know something deeper and just the way he sings about it like you could tell he really you know there's so much like feeling behind it you know he was clearly writing it about someone in his life or he was drawing from something in his past he he his lyrics are excellent i mean he's talked about uh, the lyrics take him the most time he can write the music in 2 seconds but the lyrics take him <laughs> not hard to write them yeah <laughs> 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 
Don't discount. <laughs> well, I love the okay, guy. Okay, what Hozier did <laughs> with that perfect song. Hozier or Hozier? I don't know. I think I it's Hozier. I think it's pronounced Hozier. Hosier? Hosier. Hosier. I've heard I, I, watched, I watched an I've interview and the guy introduced him as Hosier and he kind of laughs about it. He's like, you know, it's Hosier, Hosier, you know, is well, what it is. All it, right. You know, he, the he, first half we did Hosier. Now we'll do Hosier. Let's call him Hosier. Okay. Well, Hoosier. whatever. Anyways. Call him Andrew. He's talked about yeah. how. He said he introduces himself as Andrew. So the. He's talking about how the, the lyrics take him a long time. He mm-hmm. says he's meticulous with them. He wants them to be perfect uh, so that he can defend every word. Yeah. If, if it, right? He's another one of those guys where he, he'll release an album like every four years. You know, it's not like he's releasing an album every year. That, Very true. Yeah. That, and that's why all of his songs are so great. He spends the time... Uh, to really perfect them before he is satisfied with them and re- and is ready to release them. So we want to play another song for you off the first album. This one is called Jackie and Wilson. language in his music yeah yeah and the chorus too is very like church like yeah the, the big chorus yeah, yeah you can hear it kind of the the singers in the background like yeah. he uses yeah. a lot of religious themes and feel yeah for me i don't know why this song i i just love this song uh, jackie and wilson it, it just it's one of those, like the whole album, really, it's one of those that kind of like brings me back to like a time and place. Like that's something I love in music. I can kind of like go back to it whenever and it brings me back to that time. Mm-hmm. So for me, this album came out in 2014, uh, last year of college. Um, when, I w- when I was in college last year, my parents actually split. So I remember coming home we were actually staying at my aunt's house. We weren't even in my house that I, you know, like lived in for years and years and years. And, uh, I just remember right around Christmas time, it was definitely December, just listening to this album front to back, just on replay. I got new headphones for, for Christmas. I remember that some bows. And, uh, I just remember listening to the, to the whole album, kind of blocking out everything else. Not that I was in a bad place, but it was just, uh, for some reason, it just connected with me, you know, the the whole album, really, except for that one song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> We're going to have to play that song just so yeah, Kyle right. can tell us how shitty it is. <laughs> um, no, it's true. I mean, music brings you back to that time when you when you first heard it, when it first connected with you. Yeah. And uh, I like how you said you were fine. I was Be- fine. Because I'm always he, fine. He really, like you would think your parents splitting up is kind of a big yeah, deal. Dis- displaced from your home. <laughs> but I remember I was like at class, walk in the door. He's sitting on the couch on his iPad. And um, I think, oh, I think he like just got off the phone with his mom or something. And I was like, oh, how's she doing? What's going on? And he's like, ah, I don't know. They're getting a divorce. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, they're getting a divorce selling the house i was like that's that's big like do you want to talk about this yeah i'm, I'm fine i don't care yeah, no. <laughs> i'll just stuff that all the way yeah around. that's sort of my yeah. mentality in life just kind of move through go he's like no nah, i was gonna listen to hosier and uh, stuff it all down yeah, yeah. and, pretty, and, pretty and, much, uh, and that's what he did and that works for him all right so uh let's take a listen to the last song off this album angel of small death and the codeine scene Another great one. Love it. Uh, you, you guys are going to tell me that this song doesn't sound a lot like all of his other songs. <laughs> it, sounded, it sounded like one other one. <laughs> okay, look, I like. But by the way, I like. I like his music. It's his and first I like, yeah, album I like, in 2013. I, 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 yeah, yeah. But, but I'm saying like. Well, he sounds the same in all these songs. He does not sound the same in yeah, all. Yeah, he sounds like the same right? guy singing. <laughs> well, even the music sounds the same. Right, it's, it's, he has you know, a style. Yeah, it's the, the the same artist, and he's good. And I'm not saying bad about it. I just mean like you guys are hearing something I'm not, because this well, all sounds like it'd be like if someone's speaking mandarin or cantonese i'd be like well this is kind of the same sounding to me because yeah, i don't I, maybe i'm not saying yeah. something like You're i don't not speak like the language or like a, you guys have a better it's all greek to you <laughs> sure. yeah, yeah. well i think you'll um when you when we jump to the second album you'll be able to tell the the difference between yeah, yeah I, I think the first album it had a lot of uh sort of similar sound the atmospheric sort of like i don't know if you'd call it like an echo tone he puts on it mm. but um i mean undoubtedly a bunch of bangers yeah yeah no all of his music is good I've you're enjoying not, this single yeah. song so far i'm right? enjoying the music for sure yeah, yeah his, it's been his one lyrics long are song very interesting <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah pretty much his, his his lyrics are interesting too like he, you can tell he takes his time with this he's telling a story mm-hmm. and it's not as obvious as 
uh, someone like Taylor Swift, whose like lyrics are very pointed. She's telling a story from her own experience, her own life. His is a little bit more. No, obtuse. not always. Let's uh, save that for the Taylor Swift. Episode. Sure, sure. But I just his mean, is a lot of metaphoric. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. His yes, has yes. a lot That's of what like, I like about it. It has like so much gray area. You can really fit your own like story mm-hmm. into this and into his music. It sounds like rough around the edges. It's like uh, just uh, it's like like his music is a good metaphor for like life, basically. It seems like. Yeah, it's like distortion on the guitar. It sounds like muddy, like <laughs> boots. Yeah. Are like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just the 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 kick bass mm-hmm. and the hi hat. It's and super with simple. Like some dirty boot, like hitting the the kick. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be a, a dirty boot. What is yeah. it? Yeah. Timberland. A, a dirty boot yeah. with it, the tongue like hanging down. Mm-hmm. The, the laces loose. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it has a a, a rustic indie feel. Rustic, I think yeah. is rustic the right way indie. to describe it. Yeah. Right, rustic indie. It's like elements of blues. Yeah, I think uh, it's like to, rough around the edges, you know, to, to touch on his lyrics. A lot of times what he'll do and I've seen him because I follow him on Instagram and stuff. He'll actually post like the lyrics as a poem. Like he kind of writes it as a poem. It, it reads like a poem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he then, does not like to be compared to poets, though. Oh, really? Doesn't like to be. Compared well, to he says it's a disservice to poets. I think oh, it's him being humble. Wow. Him okay. being humble. Gotcha. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That gives me what's the thing that the Gen Z people say? About like people's outfits, they're giving something vibes or whatever. I mean, <laughs> it's hum- pretty humble. It's giving humble. <laughs> yeah, it's giving, yeah, humble. It's giving, it's giving humble. Is it giving faux humble? Faux humble is where faux. I'm getting at. F-A-U-X. Yeah. Is it a humble brag? It's giving humble brag. It's giving humble brag. All right, well, let's see what this next album yeah, gives uh, us. I'm curious to see if you guys noticed s- like sort this, of a difference. This, um, this next album was released in 2019, I believe. Yeah, years it's later. Old. We waited a while for oh, it, yeah. I remember. On Pins and Needles, uh, this one, album's called Wasteland, Baby, and let's start with No Plan. to be one. I think this song's all about slow down and enjoy, right? Yeah, there's no plan. There's no plan. Yeah. Stop overthinking. Uh, it, it's funny hearing it after listening to the first album now. 
not a lot of difference between them, but <laughs> same same style. But there's it's there's, the same guy. It's the same guy, but also the same style of the music, the instruments. Like there's not um, a lot to differentiate between mm-hmm. the, the first mm-hmm. and at least that song. I know for yeah, a I fact think this one had more depth. A little okay. more depth. You, you want something? All right, all right, you want all right, all right, more, more depth, depth in the lyrics? Instruments. Instruments. Yeah. Oh, okay. In the Better. background, you hit the little beep. There was like an evolution in the atmosphere you were talking about. Okay, all right. okay. How we're about building this? this atmosphere? You want to feel something different? Yeah. Hit me with talk. different feel don't it yeah it feels different but it sounds the same oh god we'll get them on the next one (laughs) and that's not a bad thing hold on a minute what about this connor not doing it for you i like the music it's it's doing it for me but it sounds the same sounds the same all right well is that, is I think so, it has is every song supposed to sound different. Like every artist has a sound. And yeah, his sound he has a sound, this. but can you can you appreciate the differentiation between them? Maybe I'm not. I mm. think we will <laughs> think absolutely yeah. get him on the next <laughs> one. But you see how he likes that sort of. It's almost orchestral. Like he likes the the big uh, background vocals. And it's, it's big. I mean, yeah. nothing's bigger yeah. than take me to church, but like all of these songs have that same, like it's a, it has like a big feel, you yeah. know, it's like the crescendo. It's, it's like a rumbling. Yeah. yeah. I, I think in, well, in, I like the, uh, specifically about that song talk. I love the way it builds. Mm-hmm. We saw him live, I think in, in 2019 when yeah, he was for this touring album, yeah. for this album mm-hmm. and uh, talk, if I remember correctly is like, in the middle right of the about show, the middle, absolutely, and it really changes the feel and the mood, mm-hmm. and brings us into that back part of the album. And I, and I just, I really love the way you start out with this sort of low beat rumble, and then it does build into that grand mm-hmm. um, orchestral or choir feel yeah, sound yeah, that yeah. that he's known for. Does mm-hmm. he come from a religious background? So. His parents are Quakers, and he... What's a Quaker? Look it up. It's like oatmeal. <laughs> no, it's, they're, they're, they're like... They're, they're pacifists. They're very much with one with the environment, and can't we all get along? They're dirty hippies. They're uh, well, I don't basic think they're means. <laughs> they're clean hippies. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll Quakers find are people who belong to the Religious Society of Friends. A historically Protestant Christian set of denominations. <laughs> <laughs> the Quakers are coming for us now. God so, damn it. 
we, we got a little bit of a different feel there with talk. Didn't quite do it for Connor. Yeah, I think if we're not going to win him over on this like next music, one, we're guys. never winning him over. I think this next one is our best shot. I agree with yeah. Kyle. We know that you like it. We need you to admit that it's different than the other ones, and this <laughs> yes. is going to do it. This now one's going to do it. Okay. This is Shrike, oh, but specifically, mm-hmm. this is a live version of Shrike. Mm. Think about this one, Connor. This one sounds like like real people do. Ooh, <laughs> that's a good one. It okay. does though, doesn't it? But does. we haven't played that. Yeah, I mean, it if, sounds a, a little bit like. If that. we're being honest, the songs that we picked all have a similar feel. But if you actually dig into the album, there's songs like this, like Cherry Wine, or like Real People Do, where it has. Real People Do is like one of my top songs. Yeah, it's very I, I good. I love idea. that song. Nice. To death. So it's well. a little slower, a little more melodic. It's haunting. Mm-hmm. I mean, that whole song is just haunting. Yeah, yeah. it is. If you want to hear haunting. In a week, that one song I don't really like. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah, no, I, again, I really like this song. It sounds like like real people do. Yeah. Mm. Okay. To me, anyway. Yeah. It even yeah, kind of no, has like fair, the same, yeah. like, um, I, I don't know the word for this, but the way that he sings the actual lyrics, the way he draws out the words, mm. it kind of follows that same. Like if I was watching a karaoke and the ball was bouncing from the words, They'd it go, follows that same boom, sort of like pace. Boom, boom. Mm. So the song's probably set in the same tempo, and I think that he, in both of them, he, I think, does a really good job um, going into and out of his falsetto. Falsetto. He does it so smoothly. But he's talked about how he thinks the best vocalists are female vocalists. I'm with him. See if you agree. He says, top, Aretha Franklin, Nina Simone, and Brandy Carlisle. Mm, I don't mm. I don't know the last two. You don't know who Brandy Carlisle? Uh Nina no. Simone has that song where it's like and I'm feeling good. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. That yeah. is true. That's the only one I know from her. <laughs> um but 
I have found myself recently being more attracted to, not attracted, that's the wrong word, <laughs> but I'm enjoying <laughs> listening more to, An fema audio attraction. to female vocalists, not because of the way they look, the way they sound. Right. Right. They sound sexy. No. So hot. No, but I have found myself recently listening to female vocalists a lot more. Uh, so I find it interesting that he too is a big fan of female vocalists. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Who's your favorite female vocalist, Kurt? That's tough. <laughs> I I have one ready. Yes. Well, I have two ready. It's either going to be Adele or Sia. Mm. Ooh, Sia. Sia's a good one. Sia's so yeah, good. Sia's Sia is a good one. one. I think y'all are sleeping on Billie Eilish. Oh, I mean, she's very Billie good. Billie Eilish is, very is a good. great female vocalist I'm not, her voice is so unique I'm not in love with her songs okay but yes yeah her voice is unique. Mm -hmm. her voice is so beautiful mm -hmm. so beautiful what about amy winehouse um what does she sing uh rehab valerie she also has a great bon, 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 bon. cover valerie. of valerie hey, uh, valerie mm -hmm. yeah she's got a good voice too mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I like female vocalists i think just fr from a pure uh sound of their voice i like i prefer them to men probably mm -hmm. you typically like like the higher tones i don't know i just find that they have a more maybe more range than a mm -hmm. man and their sound That's typically is more like when you hear a really good male artist and you hear another very good male artist they may sound more similar than like the best female art like two of the best female mm -hmm. artists could sound completely different mm -hmm. whereas maybe men just kind of fall into the same sort of character. Well, yeah. I, like I, Justin Bieber and Chris Stapleton sound the same? No. <laughs> no. But I bet you, like, Justin Bieber could sound like Chris Stapleton if he... Like, <laughs> no, I don't know, I dude. don't agree don't with that. that. Yeah. That's, no? I think I what, I, what no I like in, in general in, in a singer is, like, a nice falsetto. Like, I'm a sucker for a falsetto, whether it's female, male, mm -hmm. falsetto. Is there a lot of falsetto in this next one? Um, what do we got next? What is what, this what's next the next one? one? We're doing oh. DeSelby, the part two. I guess there's two parts to that. What's the deal? Yeah, I didn't really like the first part. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the so next song the, is the, the part the one, the song album that you just don't like. came out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, this is the okay. This is the newest album. Yeah, newest album. Yep. So Hozier came out with a new album recently. I think it was earlier this year, uh, but I didn't even. I, it didn't make a big splash. I don't think there were a lot of hits on this one. No radio You're sleeping songs. on it, man. Yeah. But uh, this the latest album is Unreal Truth. One song that did hit with us was DeSelby, specifically part two. What you're giving, what you're
different don't you think connor that one is very different yeah Ooh, all he right. actually we has like some synth or something yeah in there. i, I he think is, he I like he has a lot of really good like film music yeah mm -hmm. yeah I, I think a lot of his songs are in like movies and yeah. and shows and really stuff good. yeah I think guys check out arsonist lullaby Ooh, yeah that's uh one that we remember from the walking dead hmm True. Yeah. But what, what do you love about this song, Kyle? Yeah, I was just going to say about this whole new album, um, I, I was kind of listening to an interview and he was talking about how he read, um, so this was COVID time, right at the beginning of COVID, he, re he read um, Dante's Inferno. And that's what he drew a lot of inspiration from. He said he doesn't take like specifics from that, but just sort of, you know, he, he deduces like metaphors from it and he tries to create these stories around like, parts of it so it's not like a oh, word for word i think he said the only song in the new album is called francesca where that's an actual character in dante's inferno but the other ones he kind of just touches on you know themes from that um but yeah that one deselby part two not part one you can see how he kind of like slow builds it again and then he gets to that drop it's one of the one of the few songs that has sort of that like drop when he when he, the whole song kind of changes, you know. Yeah, he, that one was much more funky, funky mm -hmm. than his other music. That one definitely had more more of like a. I guess uh, I'm using the word synth. I don't really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like that, like like computerized sound in the back was like. Beep boop, beep boop. You yeah. Know. <laughs> you know what I mean? If, if you like yeah. the, the synth from yeah. him on, on his last album, the, the album's titled <laughs> Wasteland Baby, the song Wasteland Baby, when we saw him in concert, he literally has a guy playing the synth mm -hmm. in that song. So it, it is a tool that he likes to use in, in some of his songs for yeah. sure. Yeah. Definitely not any of the other ones we listen to, but this no, one no, no. for sure. <laughs> we, we picked this one specifically. But for you. Uh, you know what's yeah. funny? I, I know I'm giving this guy a lot of a hard time here. I do like his music. And compared to any of the other podcasts we've done we listen we have been listening to his music for the longest amount of time like we're giving this guy a whole like minute and 50 mm -hmm. on uh, some of these some of these songs so like clearly, clearly we're just enjoying the song we're like letting that build up really take hold and i think if we weren't really that interested we'd probably just be like all right turn the volume down let's start talking <laughs> well i think that's about how he writes music right it's about um building it's about telling a story and so we're right there with him right up until that chorus yeah, he's good. I, I enjoy him. So let's see what the story is with this next one called Eat Your Young.
This song really uh, calls back to Dante's Inferno, doesn't it's it? It's got to be. I mean, like I, I'm looking at the lyrics while uh, while we're listening to it, and like I don't know what he's actually alluding to, but it's so damn catchy. Well, when he says <laughs> seven know? seven new ways specifically, isn't it Dante's seven and I didn't rings? read it. I don't know anything about it. I think it is. Other than it? it's a guy kind of walking through hell. And they're all kind of taking notice, like, why does this guy not leave footprints through hell? It's almost mm-hmm. like he's just, or why does he leave footprints? Like, he's walking on it, whereas they're all kind of just floating by. Um, that's the only thing I know about Dante's Inferno. Like, seven oh, rings of Oh, Dante's nine Inferno. circles of hell. I don't think he says seven new ways. I think he says so many ways that you can eat your young. No, I think he said, is that true? Did I put? He seven? says it's quicker and easier so to eat your young. He says seven new ways. Seven new ways. Oh you wow, can he does say young. seven. Yeah. Yeah. Baked, broiled. <laughs> so you've got two more Poached. to try. Slow <laughs> yeah. cooked, over easy. <laughs> I typically scramble mine. Though. <laughs> yeah, horrible. Well. That was weird, but, <laughs> but it's still a good song. We're not sure what he's getting at there. Don't have any idea. No idea at all. But uh, we really enjoyed being back with you guys. It was too long. We'll try to be back with you uh, sooner this time. Maybe we'll get all the guys together. Hopefully. Carson will be back. One of these days. Connor will be gone. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll see you soon, guys. Peace.